Hello, my name is Ronnie Edwards and I'm the director of Pomozzi Creatives. Thank you for joining me on the Everyday Inspirational Women podcast. I'll be spending time with and learning from women and girls that I personally find inspiring. You can nominate any woman or girl from Portsmouth that you find inspiring so we can consider them for the very first Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Award happening on the 7th of March for International Women's Day. Details about this exciting event and how you can nominate anyone are available on all our Pomozzi Creatives social media platforms. So, back to this podcast. Each one of us carries this incredible energy that can encourage and inspire. I really hope that you find a few inspirational nuggets from some of these women. Enjoy. Tell you the story of who I am. So many stories of where I So I'm here in this beautiful sunny room, which is the home of the amazing Claire Seek. Hello, Claire. <laughs> Hi, Ronnie. Uh, so, Claire, I've asked you to be part of the Everyday Inspirational Women um, podcast because I, I just find it amazing how you achieve so much with so little time and you have made a very clear impact on the different communities that you work in um would you mind just sharing a little bit of what what it is you do like a day in the life of claire involves okay (laughs) so no day is ever quite the The same same. no and i have two uh junior school age kids so Mm. the day always starts with getting my gorgeous children to school if it's a weekday. Is it like my house? Do you go, we're gonna be late! <laughs> no, we are slick. I have a yeah, bell yeah. in the kitchen, which I ring, which You're means breakfast joking, is ready. No, really? I'm not joking. That is so <laughs> Because efficient. I don't like shouting. Yeah. No, I hate shouting. Yeah. And it, it, that's what it used to be. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just going to ring a bell. If yeah. you're not here... You don't get to eat. (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) My children like to eat. It's not an issue. (laughs) So you've got two children. I've got two kids. um, And and I run a variety of projects, which, um, depending on kind of what's the next thing, event or meeting that I'm doing, will kind of dictate my day. So um, I run Repair Cafe in the City, which we set up this year which is a place where people come once a month with some beautiful volunteers who are just good at fixing stuff and you bring your broken things and they help you fix it. Um, I run just a local neighbourhood project called Women and Park Patch, which is just really about connecting neighbours. So that could be anything from organising Easter egg hunts to getting kids into the local care home um, before Christmas, singing carols or helping out Mm neighbours or random kind of things. Mm Um, I run a food buying group, which um, I am very passionate about the planet and people. And so um, it's a way that people can afford to buy things in bulk um, and reduce their use of plastic. Um, And I run a few environmental projects around the city as well. So um, Green Drinks, which is like a monthly networking for anyone interested in the environment. And currently a Plastic Free Portsmouth campaign. And you, I've got to say, you were one of the first people that put the whole issue of plastic on the radar. It's like you were like a forerunner to all this. Mm. Um, like everyone's going on about David Attenborough, and I'm like, what about plastic? 
Because you wrote a blog about it a few years ago. I did, about five years ago. Yeah, we gave up. Um, well, a couple of years before that, I when, when I just had my first child, actually, Mariella was just born. And I was like, gosh, what is this about? You have a baby and everyone tells you you have to buy this stuff. And it's like, we can't afford to buy all this stuff. Why do I need this stuff new? Mm. Considering everyone else has only used it for about six months. And mm. I mean, I might have a bit of baby puke on it, but <laughs> wash it off. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, so we kind of tried to just have a year of not buying anything mm. um, and borrowing things. And that was really good for getting to know neighbours. And that's so radical with a, with a baby. You did that? Or yeah, well, I was on maternity leave at the time, which meant mm. I had a little bit more time. Well, I felt like I had more time. I mean, I didn't have that much more time. But to keep me sane, mm. what I found with having a baby was I needed just a little bit of who I was mm. in amidst that. Of course, yes. And not yes. just totally consumed by yes. motherhood. As much as yeah. I love motherhood, yeah. there's part of me that's not yeah. a mum. And, and, and it's I found that when I had uh, my first child, there was just a sense of, I couldn't stop staring at this beautiful, like, I made that <laughs> um, kind of experience. But at the same time, I was like, I need to I need to protect my identity in this yeah. and not forget me. Is that a bad thing to say? No. I love my kids. No, <laughs> I don't think so at all. Yeah. So I, I get that. So yeah. okay. And I'm not just the mother of yes. so-and-so, yes, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I Absolutely. thought perhaps beyond that. Um, so anyway, a couple of years after that, I then had my second child. And, um, and I was still like, gosh, why have we still got so much rubbish in the house? So I went, literally went through our bins and it was just plastic. So I then blogged for a year about trying to reduce plastic. Mm. So then when David Attenborough came along... Um, December of 2017 and everyone woke up I spent the next six months just in a little bit of a daze going wow look there's actually people interested in this and not just thinking I'm some strange eco-freak and I've just about like nine months on gone oh and this is continuing like this isn't just a flash of the pan like yes so it's really exciting um my other half um is an exec chef to a chain of pubs and they they're running with the whole idea so they've totally eradicated straws or in the they're that's in the good. process yeah. of eradicating straws yeah they'll be using your stock and things yeah yeah that's quite a big one and it's just about and and some of it is really simple in the sense of changing habits yeah. um some of it is about lobbying and you know yeah. encouraging and encouraging people to yeah. to think about how can we do things differently and some of it as well is actually just consuming less you know like we just have this thing don't we that well if i've got money you know i'm worth it as the yes. advert says apparently <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know, we are totally worth it, but the answer isn't, in my opinion, is not just about having stuff. Mm. And it's not sustainable for the planet, you know, or for our brothers and sisters around the planet. You mm. know, there's an impact on lots of other people. And this is this is what we don't see, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's like, actually, we're skipping along in this uh, geographic context, oblivious to the plastic island that's mm. formed the other side of the world. That yeah. is a direct result of... Our consumption. Yeah. That's it's a crazy thought, isn't it? It's, yeah. That, so, yeah. So, yeah, so you were like a forerunner to all of that. Um, and I salute and recognise you in that. So, th- is that what um, the cafe has been kind of come to? Yeah, so that's sort of one of the things that came out of it because it was just about trying to um, find ways that people could fix stuff. Um, and part of the challenge is that, you know, a lot of the companies make stuff. And they intentionally make it so you can't fix it. Because they kind of dumb it down now. They're like, oh my goodness, you know, it's Mm. dangerous to play with electricity. And they're like, I can change a fuse in a plug. Like, it's really not that hard. Don't seal Mm. in a plug. Mm. Um, 
And actually, we've, the other beautiful thing about the project is we've got some people from older generation that have retired, have amazing it's skills, down, and it's yes. handing on that knowledge. Mm. Um, and what I found, in, especially in Portsmouth, well, I don't know if it's especially in Portsmouth, because I live in Portsmouth, I suppose, but like in that inner city, um, you know, and everyone's so busy, and yeah. there isn't that opportunity really to kind of pass things on. Yeah. It's not time. Passing on knowledge. Yeah, so I think it's just really lovely. Um, and, and it is the happiest project that I run. So actually on a Saturday, it's the third Saturday of every month, um, we meet up in the Church Hall of Buckland URC okay. on Kingston Road. The third Saturday of every month. Yeah. Okay. And people bring everything from fabrics to electric electricals, bikes, toys. Mm. Um, and it's just really good fun. And not everything's fixed, obviously. Mm. Um, and partly because, as I say, some stuff, I mean, you can't even get into some stuff yeah. because it's kind of... Solid, Do people pay something towards that? It's uh, all done as a posy feel. Um, so we even run a little cafe with it, um, and it's a pay feel. Everything's done volunteers-wise. It costs us just under about £100 per event. Okay. And, um, and people just give as they leave, you know. Um, and people are generous. You know, people give even if we haven't fixed it, and they've just had a nice time and happy yeah. that someone's tried. And you do sit with them, so yeah. you learn about yeah. it as well. So, um, yeah. Fabulous. And we've had a brilliant response yeah. to it. So everyone's really excited about the idea and loves yeah. the concept. Well, it is. Which is it, lovely. It's a it, practical way to yeah. kind of outwork something. Yeah. And it is a much needed idea mm. as well to just reintroduce to the psyche of people. Because I hang out with um, a lot of young people. And the amount of clothes they go through, mm. they always seem to be shopping. And it is a very disposable society, but it that's is, also because yeah. because we're taught that it's a consuming society. So obviously you can't have things that last in a consuming society because business wants you to buy the next class. thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like phones, everything's yeah. like the next one, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, do you know what? I just want a toaster. That yeah. is it too much to ask that a toaster yeah. lasts 10 years? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> it's yeah. a very basic bit of kit. Yeah. But, yeah. And what, what else are you up to then? So you've got the... Um, the repair cafe, um, just our kind of neighbourhood stuff is really important yeah. to me as well. Yeah. Um, you you've done um some stuff because you live near a park. Yeah, and you've you did some initiatives around that, didn't you? Yeah, we kind of use it as our. It's we have tiny backyards and we have streets full of cars and traffic, mm. and so it's the one place that's sort of our community mm. space. So I think it was about six years ago we started doing Easter egg hunts. Um, just a free event, you know, kind of rock up and hunt out. Well, not literal eggs, because that would mean chaos, but mm-hmm. <laughs> some hidden pictures of eggs. And my children have been to that, and they absolutely love it. It's, and it's just so simple, but it just gets... The park is just, you know... The first one I think we did was ridiculous. We had about 300 people in the park at oh, one time, yeah. which was a little insane, because it's not the biggest of parks. Um, but it was lovely, because people just stand and chat while their kids are doing mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. um, The other thing that's been really useful... Um, is uh, we've knocked down our front yard wall and we've got a help yourself herb garden um, in our front, I mean yard, it's a tiny space. Um, But that's actually led to loads of ways of just meeting neighbours. So we've got one guy around the corner that it's kind of his place to sit on his way back from the supermarket because it's a bit far and he's, you know, a bit elderly. Um, and just even doing stuff, people come and knock on the door to say, my mum sent me to get a bit of rosemary, which one's the rosemary, you know? So um, that's been a lovely way to just actually meet neighbours. And I think food is a great way to connect with people. Amen to that. So, I love food. And we all need food, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I need a moment if I'm savouring something. Uh, That's that's lovely. Um, What drives you? What inspires you? 
Um, I, th I think it's probably trying to create the space that I want to live in. So in, in a way, it's kind of selfish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's all about what I want. Um, but I think, I think that that point in my life post having my first child kind of made me question a bit about, wow, what society is it that I'm bringing my kids into? Mm. And what am I not so keen on about it? And therefore, how would I like to change it? Mm. Um, and I grew up as a child um, abroad. We were in, in Africa. And I remember really loving, but, and obviously I just knew it as normal, but a really much more simple kind of way of life. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think quite a lot of what I do is about connecting people. And I think, you know, there's so much, everybody is precious. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's so much isolation in our city at the minute. Mm. Um, and so it's just trying to connect people a bit more and saying, you know, it's not down to the government or local authority to provide everything for us. We are quite capable human beings yeah. that if we just shared a bit more and if yeah. we hung out with each other, yeah. quite a lot of our life yeah. would be more beautiful. Aww. And is there anyone within that that's really inspired you to kind of... Um, there's a guy, well, there's a guy in America who um, has written a few books called Shane Claiborne okay. um, in a city called Philadelphia. So, A, I quite like him because he lives in a city mm -hmm. as well. Um, and um, he's done some similar stuff in some very different, uh, you know, inner city environments. Um, but I was really inspired by what he did in the sense of really putting down lots of the way the world would tell us to do things, challenging stuff in the States around homelessness and um, really looking out for kind of the neighbourhood kids in the area they're in and also thinking about the planet. So they've also um, done some kind of green things. I'm a bit into gorilla gardening as well. Like let's add some beautiful flowers around our street trees and that kind of stuff. And could, could you, just for the um, anyone who doesn't know what that means, would you, would you mind saying a bit more what gorilla gardening, gardening is? Um, yeah, so the idea, I suppose, really, is that there's, even in our cities, there's lots of space where you can grow stuff mm. that has kind of been corporated, you know? It's just, yeah. I don't know, it's managed, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas the idea is that if you just go in and plant something and look after it, don't just plant it and leave it to die, mm -hmm. but, you know, water it and stuff, you can make stuff beautiful. So around our, we've got a street tree just around the corner, and around that, the kids over the years, we've had sunflowers, we've had poppies, we've had all manner of things, sweet peas, um, some places in inner city, uh, London, some places like do loads of sort of almost uh, sunflower fields down oh. the middle of a dual carriageway. And you're like, just just make oh. the world nicer. But it's gorilla because obviously you're not asking permission. So a lot of my theory in life is it's much easier to beg forgiveness than ask permission. <laughs> so that's most we things that I do. We, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't kind of... Uh, that in all contexts obviously obviously not in all contexts <laughs> I like it but when it comes to something <laughs> if, it's, if it's around love and giving I'm kind of like yeah it's fine marriages however <laughs> have a totally different take um, <laughs> cut that out <laughs> so um, Shane Claiborne yeah. inspires you Is it, would there be anyone else within that because I, I have read his stuff and I can see how, I can see how you fed off energy that he has yeah I mean and I think the thing and, and he and I um both have a faith in Jesus and mm. so for me as well actually you know lots of people have different views on on religions and um different faiths um but for me my sort of faith with Jesus is very much a kind of practical mm. that when Jesus came you know he was 
a very down-to-earth kind of bloke, mm. literally. Um, and so that's really inspired me to mm. just go, it's not something distant. It's yeah. about actually showing love yeah. to people. Yeah. And, and, and for me, loving our planet, yeah. you know, and the, the world that we live in as well. Yeah, we've, we've lost so much of a cultural... Con that's my obsession, because um, mm. I'm a Jesus follower as well. And we, we've lost so much of the cultural context mm. um, that, and, and the, the, the powerful um, aspects of, of where, what Jesus did culturally... That, that today is t totally lost, isn't there? Mm. I was just trying to describe to somebody the whole thing of the, the, the prostitute using that oil to wash his feet um, and how that was insane, mm. like scandalous at the time and trying to liken it to the, you know, these days and how socially that would have been a scandalous thing. Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't equate it. So yes, you're right, Jesus was pretty radical in that sense. And I think in today's society as well, we have to do some radical stuff to kind of yeah. change some of the ways yeah. that, you know, our lives have been taken over by corporations yeah. and this kind of need for and, stuff. And, and what what I find incredible and inspiring about the, the things and initiatives that you run is as you seem to touch on people's loneliness mm. and, and it, it seems to kind of help create a space where people can interact and do community a little bit more, which is wonderful, really wonderful, like the park initiative you just said just now, mm. parents able to talk, the repair cafe, mm. nice little space for people to interact. And for me, it's all about connecting. <laughs> connecting. So, yeah. and I, you know, if you ever, I had recently do something that said, what, what are your core skills or what are your core passions? And actually, mm. connection for me mm. is one of the biggest things. Yeah. It's about just connecting people with each other and mm. being nice yeah. to each other. Being nice. <laughs> being nice. Yeah. And it's such highly underrated, art, isn't it? Yeah. In some contexts. Um, so, like all uh, women who've achieved a great deal and are running with a, a particular vision, I imagine that you've faced challenges of some sort. Is there, is, there, is there like an example you can give us of a challenge that you faced and then that you were able to overcome and get past. Um, because I'd, I'd love for people, anyone who's listened to this, who is facing a challenge, to be able to reflect on whatever they're experiencing and, and, and take courage. Hmm. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest challenges most recently, and obviously I've talked quite a lot about my kids, but um, between my son and my daughter, um, I actually had a miscarriage mm. in the middle of that time. And for me, that was a... Well, it was kind of a, a totally mind-blowing, uh, you know, devastating thing at the time. Um, and, and it's a really strange experience. You know, you sort of go into hospital to have a scan and are told your baby's dead mm. and then are sent home because then you have to go back to obviously have it removed, you know. Mm. And it was, it, you know, you, it was just the bizarrest thing. And, and, and for me as well, I didn't really know any... Well, I didn't think I knew people that had experienced it. Um, and... I think the first thing I did was went round to one of our neighbours who's a very close friend and was just like, oh my goodness, you know. And actually it was really interesting because she had some other friends there at the time and some other ones popped in even randomly during this sort of hour that I was there. Um, and more than half of them had gone through a miscarriage. I just wasn't aware of it. And, um, and so it's been something since that I've always kind of talked about mm. because I just think, um, you know, even kind of the anniversary of certainly for the recent years after it had happened, the anniversary of kind of when the baby would have been due yeah. and actually the date that, that it had died yeah. um, were 
still important moments yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing that helped me to carry on and not kind of get totally consumed by it um, was A, the fact that I had a daughter that I was still feeding and, yeah. <laughs> you know, just the actually each day, just take each day as it comes yeah. and keep going. But also just be really honest and open with people about it. Yeah. And I think that for me comes into the connecting with people as well, is that, you know, with our world of social media, everything can appear very rosy mm. and great and perfect mm. and everyone's achieving everything. Um, but life's not like that. No. Um, it's much more brutal. And, um, and so being vulnerable with people and... You know, even the other day I was at a book club with some mums and we ended up talking randomly about the fact that, well, in fact, I think I said my youngest wouldn't be alive if my the, the baby that had miscarried, you know, and it was kind of like, but I still think about that, you know, and, mm. and it's just fine to have those conversations yeah. and to bring it up and kind of continue with that, yeah. Uh, yeah. living with it. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, the ability to be vulnerable and to have you know, the sisterhood around yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> other women uh, particularly um, who'd been through it or could relate yeah. and just be Walking there with you. you type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So do you, would you say that's what partly what helped you overcome that? Yeah, not hiding. Mm. And although there were plenty of moments that I didn't want to talk about it or whatever, sure, sure, sure. actually having some people that you could be honest with yeah. um, and then not just saying get over it, but kind of being there and yeah. being there with you in yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite. It's known as quite a silent grief, isn't it? Yeah. And a lonely grief because, like you say, that all those women came in and you hadn't realised that yeah. actually they'd been through similar situations. And it's you know it's hard. You've got nothing to show for it. Yeah. At the end of it, it's not. And and actually, because of the stage of pregnancy I was at, lots mm. of people didn't even know I was pregnant. So mm. it's not even you're ironically having to tell them that you were and now mm. you're not. You know. Yeah. Um, so and there's there's lots of things in life like that, aren't there? That we're just yeah. not very good in our culture of talking about death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's fine too, yeah. with good friends. Oh, thank you for sharing that, um, Claire. You are such a wealth of inspiration, but in the interest of me trying to get somewhere on time, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to um, commit you to following up on you next year if that's okay because <laughs> there's so much more that I would love to get from you um the repair cafe yes it's in Portsmouth yep I think it sounds fab if you wanted to find out about it mm -hmm. and, you, and you were listening to it how would they how would people go so about we've got a website repaircafeportsmouth.org.uk repaircafeportsmouth okay. repaircafeportsmouth yeah Equally, if you stick into Google Repair Cafe Portsmouth, we will come up. We're also on Facebook, Fab. Twitter, Fab. and in person. Just rock up. <laughs> as long as you can carry it, yeah. bring tell it. Tell us where it is again. Um, it's in Buckland URC Church, which is on the corner of Kingston Road and Queen's Road. Fab. And we're just down the side of Queen's Road. Brilliant. Third Saturday of each month, except August. Because August, August is just, just a write-off, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. like, <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> all my volunteers run holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, all welcome. And even if you want to just come in for a cup of tea, yeah. have a look and see, and then think, oh yes, I'll brave it next time. That's fine too. Brilliant. Thank you for your time, Claire. Thank you.